When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I uh, got a bit of a way uh, talking about uh, rock and roll coming up soon with the Manchester thing. The guy goes, um, sent me through. He said, Maddie, is it true there is a story that uh, the kangaroos were playing in France, in Carcassonne, and Tom Cruise walked into the dressing room? Well, you almost nailed it. It did happen, but it was Kevin Costner. They were over there. They were playing, they were playing the French in a game. Um, I think it was second test in Carcassonne, and he was filming Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves went to the game and decided to go to, down into the dressing room at halftime. Uh, the story was Bozo's trying to get the boys in. They've walked in at halftime, and he's going, come on, boys, come on, get down. Come on, let's chat away, because they're getting beat at halftime, right? Anyway, uh, he looks over and goes, mate, fair income, who's this dribbler in the dressing room? And it was Kevin Costner. <laughs> I've never heard that yeah. story. That was so Kevin good. Costner. Uh, that peak Kevin went, Costner, uh, like peak, peak fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, yeah. 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 Only the late great Bozo could call Kevin Costner a dribbler. A dribbler. Who's this dribbler? I uh, just want to mention two boys before we get to more feedback. Uh, the passing of Kyle White. We spoke about Johnny Sattler at the top. Kyle was a real cult player in the uh, end of the early to mid-90s in, in the rugby league. Played at... Uh, he played uh, around a number of clubs, including uh, West Canterbury. Had a stint with the Lawara. Went over to England with Workington Town. Uh, passed away. Passed away in his sleep. They're saying heart attack. A story in the Daily Telegraph from his brother Josh. Uh, quite heartbreaking. Talking about the demons he battled uh, at the back end of his last couple of years of his life. But uh, he was a scary player, boys. He was scary. He'd. I don't know. I don't know many players who could hit harder than Kyle White. No, absolutely. That's very sad, mate. Webby, what's the latest? Got a question here from a Dragons fan. What is the latest? Is Hook off the hook, or is he still on the hook, about to be cooked? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just. He, I love, he was unreliable reports that he was seen dusting off his old uh, typewriter and bashing out his resume before he uh, had to uh, reapply for his job. I don't know if he's actually reapplying for his job as such, but. He'll reapply for his job by um, by the way the Dragons go in the next 10 to 12 weeks, I'd mm, say. Okay. But, look, the Dragons are getting bashed up about it, and I bashed them up too on Wednesday. I sort of changed my mind a little bit. They're going to have to go, to, like, talk to other coaches, prospective yep. coaches. Yep. So they might as well be up front and tell him about it mm. instead of going behind his back, and then it gets it's, – it's probably more destabilising if that starts getting leaked out you know, in the press. I, I actually think I've been as critical of the Dragons management as anyone in the last five to ten years. I think it's not the, the worst idea. Mm. Um, but to me, it just shows you yeah. how much faith they don't have in him yeah. and haven't really for the last three years when they've just extended him for one year. The big question is who is it? Who who replaces him? Seems like uh, Jason Ryle's favourite and Dean Young and Benny Hornby as a coaching team second choice. I love, I love the idea. Mm. I love the whole three of them. Yeah. I get all of them back there. If Jason Rolls put his hand up and said, listen, I'll, I'm ready to go right now, would they say to Anthony, thank you for your tenure? Like, <laughs> yeah, would it? Would it, yeah. it would, I, I don't know. I don't think the Roosters, for starters, would let him. Rolls is contracted to the end of last year. I've spoken to the Roosters about this, and they say they just don't want to get 
left in the dark like they did with Adam O'Brien when he went late in the season to mm. Newcastle. So they just, if he's going to not going to be there, they want to know with a bit more time. Well, that's it's interesting because what may rush their decision to a certain degree is the fact that Jason Rolls could be on the hit list for the Melbourne Storm. Well, he is his favourite there if Craig steps down. Is he? I was I got told that Mark Brentnell's the the right. yeah in line for that job. Mm. Who's but, that? He's their assistant coach. Yeah, He's Greg, assistant Greg, coach. Yeah, yeah, Greg Brentnell, yeah. Um, who uh, played for the Kangaroos and played with uh, uh, Canterbury. Um, mm. It's his son. Okay. So well, very well Look, regarded. that might have changed a bit, but I, from right, the, 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 the big question is, do the Dragons need a – can they afford to have a rookie coach mm. in that role? Mm. You know, and I think you'll find the likes of Des Hazler and Flanagan will push pretty hard. Yeah. Saying that with that with that sort of uh, that argument, and I said it on Joel and Fletch yesterday, and I've said it many times in the paper. I don't think the Dragons getting a new coach is just the big panacea. I think they need a head of football. Mm. They need to that can that can build grow, the club. Again. Yeah, build the club again, but also just they've got all those juniors. Yeah. Like Cameron Serrano wanted that job ahead of the Bulldogs. Well, and, I mean, and they said no, and because the, the whole reason was because of the junior base. Well, it seems as though uh, St George, Illawarra, and Newcastle are going through a similar situation where mm. you know, Newcastle were turning over coaches, they were you know, struggling with their juniors, and they finally bit the bullet and they brought in Peter Parr. That's right. That, yeah, so that's what you're telling me. That's what they've got to get going there. Um, Webby, this one here, uh, talking about the CBA, the players mm. thing, I mean, the mm. industrial action, they're talking industrial action again. Um, I was of the belief that it was basically done. And then we hear, you know, that we saw last week the boycotting of the launch of Multicultural Round, which we said was insane. Uh, and now there's talk of industrial action again. Where is it? This is I, like the Mitchell Moses know. contract thing. It's just, mm. it just won't end. Well, the NRL of the opinion was almost to be done. I think uh, there's a few little bits and pieces there that. They need to get signed off on, but I think the other one of the big sticking points is this transfer system. Mm. You know, trying they're trying to bring that deadline from November one to June thirty, just to cut the time where clubs uh, players can negotiate. Mm. So, that, so they're not signing with clubs a year in advance. Mm. And this is what I just can't cop from the RLPA when they talk about, look, we don't want to take industrial action for the fans. We mm. think worried about the fans, yet they don't care about the ridiculous transfer of players between clubs a year in advance. Mm. They're thinking about the fans. I keep, I, Stop I, saying yeah. this, that it's all about the fans. It's like it's such I heard, bullshit. I hear that sales, you know, players need a lot of notice to be able to move cities and all the rest of oh, it. Oh, God, I'm sick well, of that I've one ne- too. I've never heard of someone having a problem when they're going to get a pay rise. Yeah. Exactly. And well, as someone from the NRL, NRL explained that one to me. Well, if you don't want to move, don't take the new contract. <laughs> don't, so, don't go. If you don't want to go and it's too short a notice, don't go. Stay yeah. at the club. What Don't do you, take the money. <laughs> uh, Miss Ol, you're a dog's man. Encouraged by their uh, recent performances? Yeah, I am. I was really excited to see Burton running the ball at yeah. Belmore the other week. It's interesting when I watched the Bulldogs the first couple of weeks. I thought probably three of the rustiest performances across the team were uh, Kikiar, Burton, and to a lesser extent, Ado Carr, who all played at the World Cup and have had shortened pre-seasons. Yeah. Then I looked at Penrith last night. Nearly their whole squad was at that oh, World Cup. So I'm starting to wonder... Is this form going to increase as the season goes, as they get a little bit fitter? Because Kikau was, geez, he was struggling in the sun last week. Yeah, he was. Um, it's I was a, up there yeah. on that hill. I nearly had hills, heat stroke myself. Did you stand was, on the hill? Yeah, I was on the hill. And I, the, you know the mistake I made? I wore the old HFC finance jersey, which is the long sleeve, thick, oh, oh, wow. thick oh. cotton 
I was sweating. Were you hydrated? Sweating. Were you hydrated throughout the afternoon? No, he couldn't get, he could not get a beer on that hill. The the lines were just uh, crazy. Really? It was great though. um, Watching, watching the early rounds, you're right, James. World Cup years, or not World Cup years, it was the year after kangaroo tours always threw up weird competitions. Because right. you know, back in the day, it was I think the world it was a ten week, the twelve weeks or something away oh, yeah. on, on the on the kangaroo tour. So players would come back; they'd have basically no rest, and they're back into training. And there were always a lot of injuries. There were the top sides were hitting the wall. It was always serving up strange competitions. I think we're seeing a little bit of that. Can I ask one question on Matt Burton? So we're three rounds in now, and he hasn't hit one of his Burton mm. bombs. Would there be a reason, as a playmaker, if you've got that in the duffel bag, to not pull it out for three weeks straight? It's yeah. I'd be, I'd be jamming it up. Anything yeah. if I was Burton, anything from fifty-five out, I'd be just nailing. It's a bit the same with Nathan. Yeah, Nathan I didn't hit one last time. What, what they yeah. like to do, they like to put the ball up, not lolly the ball, but not put it so you can hit the player on impact and not not let them get any go forward and then the wingers and so on, it kickstarts the yeah. set. However, I just think if I'm a fullback, I'm happy to take it those ones and get hit on impact as opposed to those those bombs that were like spat out of Satan's oh, mouth. Oh, yeah. I, I heard an interview, I can't think it was with, might have been Serraldo, whoever it was. Anyway, they said about why isn't Burton doing these kicks and they said, you know, sometimes they're under too much pressure or it's not the right time in the game. Burton did one of those in origin from centre from his own 30-metre line that landed on Queensland's 10-metre line and was just a nightmare. How much more pressure can you be under to hit one of those? And he oh. hasn't done it in three rounds. So I'm just wondering no. if it's maybe Serraldo yeah, said to pull yeah. back on that. Or... Yeah, I, I think at the moment there's an obsession with, as I said, putting this certain style of kick in. Yeah. That isn't so much a challenge for the wingers and fullback to get, but... But they can, they can't get yardage, but I'm with you. Remember, get, on, get on the offensive, just nail them. Cleary terrorised Wonga Blake. What was I think? I think it was last year. Mm. And I'm watching last night, and uh, I had a little bit of an investment on Penrith, and it just makes you that you know a bit more into the game. And I'm, going, I'm watching mm. Cleary even going, where mm. is it? Where is it? Where Bailey is it? Simonson where's couldn't catch that. Yeah, where's that? Yeah, where's that spiraling? Also, like talking of kicks that not existed, kicks. What happened to tackle restart? Like uh, rolling it into the end goal. Yeah, yeah. They just don't mm. do that hardly so anymore. Anymore, as mm. much as the, like that used to I be agree. such the big play. It's, it's that was Joey's huge, big play. You know, a, he's the master a, of you and, have and to, Alfie. You know, you've actually got to get. That's one of the core skills as a playmaker. Getting that repeat set. I heard. I've heard people say, "Oh, it's ridiculous." Like this seven tackle set, it shouldn't happen if you kick the ball dead. No, it should. Mm. It should happen. If you duff a kick and But is that it, why it they're rolls, not doing it? What, what, is that why they're not doing it? I think, yeah, I, I think it is. But I think that's ridiculous because if you're a halfback, then you should be able to stop it in the – Well, I tell you what, when you do, the, when you do practice with halves, what I do, when I get them there to work on their short kicking game, I divide the in goal in half. And say, right, oh, and teaching how to spin the gas off the ball. Mm. That makes sense. You hit the ball with a certain part of your foot and it'll go in the end goal and then spin and just stay in the end goal. How do you do that with your that's with a, your foot? I'll yeah. show I'll show you after. Can you do it. Not, there's not many. I tell you what, you, Joey actually showed me how what you know, once like I might forget what it was at a training session about, like yeah, we used to get it to the, the grubber kick, and but then it would no, not the yeah. banana, the, the yeah. grubber kick, and then it sort of like oh, turn yeah. and like basically that's run it. along the dead ball line. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, you had a videotape of all that stuff. One of my mates used to have it go around to his place before he played footy in the backyard, 
and he'd put on the Andrew Johns like kicking cassette tape and you'd sit there and watch and Joey would go, this is how you hold the ball to do a banana kick. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You, <laughs> you, know what, you know what? I, Kevin Sheedy once showed me how to um, torpedo punt or tried yep. to show me how to torpedo punt yeah. properly. Yeah. I kicked it straight at his head. <laughs> it just shanked, it just shanked, it went bang well, right out of Sheed's well, head. We, I nearly killed Sheed's We had a bloke that came out, we had an English guy who used to uh, coach Johnny Wilkinson. And he used to travel around the world. He was a specialist with goal kicking and general play kicking. And he played a little bit of NFL as a kicker with Minnesota Vikings. And his, he had a mathematical equation for a torpedo, and it was 11 and 1, is the fact that you face your body at 11 o'clock on a, on a, on a clock and mm. p- the point of the ball at 1 o'clock and you smash it, it'll go down straight down the, uh, the line at midnight. Yes, sure. and, wow. it, and it never worked. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. Sound advice coming up.